This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 4 of Civic View, your exclusive source to the inner workings of your local government. We created Civic View to inform and educate our community on all things Crestview, and we are excited to keep that going with another season of spotlights, history, events, and all the awesome things that make Crestview such an amazing place to live. So, let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. This is going to be episode two of season four. And no, it's still not that super awesome special episode that we're going to do. Eventually, we'll do that, I swear. I'm not sure if the information won't have leaked out everywhere at that point, but we're still going to do it anyways. Um, So this one, uh, despite last week's being a bit fun with the library and all that, this week's we're going to talk about um, the economy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't have any want, want, want music to go with that. No, uh, more specifically kind of inflation and how that affects uh, municipalities and, and what we do to help combat that and deal with it and, and things like that. Because I think that's information that most citizens uh, would find, well, compelling information to have. But also, I just think it's important for you to understand that as your government, we are we take things seriously, uh, you know, always. Um, so to uh, talk about that stuff, of course, I have our city manager, uh, Mr. Tim Bullock. Thank you, sir, for being here. Oh, man, it's good to be back. It's been a little while. Uh, January. Has it? Yeah. Right. The first episode of season three. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's, it's good to be back. It's hard to, hard to believe we're this many seasons in. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's not like uh, television necessarily, right. you know, so it's kind of just whatever I do with it where I'm like, when I'm ready to take a break. <laughs> right, right, right. But no, I, you know, I, you owe me a movie now though, right? So that's the thing, like four seasons in a movie, that's the whole thing. So okay. when I get through four seasons, we gotta, we gotta make a movie. We'll make a movie. <laughs> not sure, <laughs> not sure if anybody will come, but we'll make, we'll figure something out. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So, um, so what I've done here is this one will be a little bit different than, you know, I mean, it'll yep. still be conversational, but it'd be of a course. little bit different. I, I have some questions that I feel like would be, um, valuable, uh, for people to kind of get answers to and to help, um, kind of understand, uh, like I said in the intro there, what, what we're doing as a municipality to kind of deal with what's happening in the economy. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, so basically I kind of want to start, you know, just with the, with the big one, uh, which is just essentially, you know, does inflation, um, affect municipalities? And if so, you know, kind of where do we see that? Stuff? Sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. It does. Just like any other business that's being run, um, you know, inflation has an impact on us. Uh, it's interesting, you know, uh, the way inflation moves through the market, uh, there are certain components of it that it takes a year or so uh, that that local government will lag behind, sure. especially when you start talking about property values and things like that. Um, when you're talking about uh, the cost of fuel, Obviously, that's something that has an immediate impact, initial impact. Uh, same thing with um, with electricity, and and some of those some of those things that are commodity based. Uh, they definitely impact us at the same pace that they do the private sector. Uh, it's a little bit different because we, you know, the way our budgets are, we budget a year in advance, and so when um, when something like that comes up, uh, the things that we do to make adjustments to accommodate it. Uh, maybe different than what, what you would do in the private sector. So uh, like for us, for example, we I needed to uh, look at 
how it's impacting our employees at sure. the same time that I look at what what we're go- the money that we're spending and how are we going to hedge against it because I do know that a year from now um, it's going to to have a, a direct impact on um, on on what we have in our income from an income perspective it can have a direct impact so uh, we got to keep an eye on that. All right. So, and that, that actually is a, another question that I had. Um, you know, I have on here, you know, I know that, you know, we could potentially see impacts to fuel costs, to sure. supply costs. Like, I mean, does that cause, and I don't want you to speak for the county, but yeah, one of fine. the major capital projects going on is like the bypass and some right. things like that. So do, do, do we have to worry about things like this slowing those projects down? Uh, well, absolutely. Um, we, because of the way, uh, the way inflation, particularly in like the petroleum industry, uh, impacts the our ability to get products, whether it's pipes or, or asphalt or, or those kind of things, um, definitely it has an impact on projects such as the bypass. Um, bypass is a good one because it's a multi-year project, you know, right. four, four or five years worth of actual construction. And so, you know, those, those companies are locked into contracts. And so figuring out how to balance what they were, what their guaranteed, their guaranteed price, guaranteed maximum prices against ensuring that they have the ability to complete the project. Right. So, so, you know, when there's two and two, a hundred percent increase in, in some of the expenses. So we did a project at the golf course, a lift station for, um, uh, it's not for the golf course, but it's a, it's on that property and it's a lift station to provide wastewater to that whole whole area, area, right. The whole surrounding area. Well, the construction costs by the from the time of conception when we first started thinking about it until we began construction, we had a hundred percent increase in the cost. Wow! And so, in that particular project, they weren't under contract, so it's the city that absorbs that. But if I had got them under contract, you know, before the inflation, then you know, is it is it uh, reasonable that a contractor is going to be able to build that project um, at a hundred percent price increase and and still stay in business? And so, those are the challenges that we face. Um, but with the bypass so far, it's that it has not had that type of an impact. They've been able to manage those expenses. Um, uh, and, you know, PJ Adams, the work on PJ Adams, it's the same thing there. The, all of that stuff is managed. You see stuff on on Facebook where people go, oh, they're out of money. That there, There's no truth to that. That's That that has nothing to do with how long that project takes. Um, all that money is all set aside. The contractors are doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's yeah. just a, it's a tough project. Well, it's a, it's a long project time-wise, I think. And, right. I mean – we've been clear on it. The county has been clear on it. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things that literally no one wants to see construction for a decade, but sometimes projects on that scale can take right. five, six, seven years. I mean, yeah. The, you know, the, it. it's interesting. I, I drove the, the actual uh, bypass roadway uh, yesterday and with, with some of the representatives from the tourist development council, as I was explaining to them, the future of that area up here and, uh, uh, they've they've made so much progress on the bypass and everybody says, well, why is it moving so much faster than PJ Adams? Well, the reality of it is it's all, it's all, you know, pure ground. There's no, nothing in the way. There's no traffic there that we don't have to contend with and that kind of stuff. So it seems to be moving at a much faster pace, but you know, they've, they've got to keep all the businesses open. They got to give people access to their property. So that's a, that PJ Adams improvement is a tough project. I'm glad it's a County project (laughs) and not a city project. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Uh, But you know, my my hat's off to it's tough and we all get frustrated in the process, but the reality of it is they're doing a good job. It's going to be a good project and it'll be done, you know, before you know it. It's a, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I don't I don't have much else to add to that. I know it's frustrating. I can't imagine what it's like for some of the people that have to right. drive through that every day, but that's just one of those things that it'll get better once it's once it's done. It that's really right. will. And it will get done. It'll get done. Um now so so we, we spoke about that some, I mean, and, and so just to real quick not get lost on it to reflect sure. on it, our own capital projects. I know we've got a water tower, yes. we've got some uh, road improvement stuff we're gonna be doing, like those types of things. Will this affect that too or so uh, great question, Chance. We've got uh, the you know the federal government through the CARES Act and then through what, later uh, a program called ARPA and then a program that they're doing that's an infrastructure uh, finance program has really created money out of thin air, um, which you know the conservative in me has uh, some serious concerns about <laughs> on a national level. Uh, but it, but at the municipal uh, at the municipal level, what it has allowed me to do is offset some of those direct. In- cost increases. Sure. I'll give you an example. So a uh, water tower on PJ Adams, uh, that particular project went up 100% from the time that I've been here until now that, that it's in construction. And so where did we find that money? You know, I, we had already done rate studies. We did not want to do uh, an increase in our water utility. So we chose to use those ARPA funds to do infrastructure projects. I've been very um, adamant about us making sure that that because it's one-time funding sources from the federal government right. that that go those go into tangible assets so we paid off fire fire truck or fire truck debt we've uh we, you know we've uh, paved roads we we've built fire training t- i mean uh, not the fire training tower we built uh water towers mm-hmm. we've got another water tower that's coming okay. and so those are the things that that we in crestview are doing with that some of our surrounding jurisdictions are doing some other stuff some grant programs and those are great um i know fort walton's doing a a program uh, like a housing assistance program with it and that's cool the difference there is that they are at their full they have capacity in their water and wastewater system because they're completely built out we are not and so i don't i want to use uh, that money to do rate control, keep our water rates and utility rates down. We're still one of the lowest in the area in the county, maybe the lowest in the county on our water and sewer. Um, and we're doing that because I'm I'm using those one-time federal funds to to pay that. I haven't right. had to, I haven't had to react as opposed to you know borrowing or levying against yeah. the exactly money and, and that again that, and that project uh, uh, the program there in Fort Walton is a great program. I would love to be able to do that. We're just at different stages in history for the for the municipality. They're fully built out. We're getting built. You know, sure. we're we're building as we go. I want to make sure that we do that smart. Yeah. That our growth is smart. You know, they're, they're, we're in the middle of uh, campaign season, and so there's a lot of conversation about smart growth. Um, and yeah, I heard some of that yesterday. Yeah, as well. And so, uh, what's so cool about that is, and I know this is a little off topic, but when I hear that, it 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 kind of um, sets me back just a little bit because I know that we have met between the county and uh, the city of Crestview. We have we've been meeting on all levels at the staff level and with property owners in all of this area where growth is going to occur to do smart planning ahead of time. That's why that tower is being built on PJ Adams. That's why I have a second tower being built on that side of town is to accommodate all that stuff. So we're ready for it. Right. And you know, it, it, it's a little, it's a little off topic, but not. Sure. I mean, inflation has happened before. You know, right. the, the housing market crash that happened in 08. I mean, those types of situations have occurred, and right. something that we as a city have seen over and over to some people uh, with the way they explain it. You know, I, I, you know, I grew up here too, so I saw it at times. But that that future planning, despite some people doing the best that they could, the future sure. planning you know, just wasn't where some citizens wanted to see it be. And I think right. that's one of the things that we are we are doing better at now. Yeah, and I think that's a reasonable complaint from our citizenry. Uh, 
again, it, you know, we're looking back on it. And so we have a better understanding. Sure, yeah, of hindsight. It. But what we are doing with that, with, with our ability to look back now is we're saying, hey, look, when somebody looks back on me, when somebody looks back on us, we don't want to be in the same situation. Right. And so we have broken down the walls of communication um, mm-hmm. between our public works and Okaloosa County's public works, our engineering team, Okaloosa County's engineering team, our planning team, their planning team. Um, uh, the all of that, we we together we're saying, okay, how can we make sure that we do this smart, that sure. it makes sense, that access our biggest one of our most uh, significant problems on Highway 85, and I've said it on this show before, is is what we refer to as access management. So we have a lot of cars, and that's a that's an issue. But the reason that these cars are wrecking all the time is because of the way they access the businesses on 85. Right, they're right on top of the road. That's right, and so so you know we talk about Starbucks. Um, you know, I love Starbucks. Um, uh, your wife is an everyday <laughs> Starbucks-er. Um, I mean, I say I love Starbucks. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a local coffee guy, but we won't get into all that. But anyway, um, you know, I want them to be able to access that business in order to, to, you know, to tie it back to the economy, to make sure that they're successful. But what's happening is it slows all that traffic. It backs out into the road. That's an access management issue. So we are fixing that as we go with, with the Crestview Commons. We're making changes at Panera Bread to the access from that Panera Bread, uh, from Redstone, um, uh, that that little shopping center right. there to Redstone to the I mean to the from Redstone Commons to Crestview Commons, all of that access is all going to be changed in order to better suit that. We're going to work our way through and do it, but when we build the new roads, I want to make sure that those new roads take all that stuff into account from the beginning. So when we build this bypass, we're not going to put 150 entrances onto the bypass that are going to stop traffic. Right. We'll have access from collector roads and things and then, like that. And then sections that cover an area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and, a smart planning. I mean, yeah. that's I mean, that's basically what that is. Right? And now is the time to do it. You know, uh, a lot of times uh, what happens is when we see a little bit of what may be a hiccup in the market, we start to to really say, okay, well, do we want to where do we want to be investing in and now's the time to do it that you know the the we're going to see some movement i think in our housing market definitely we're seeing movement in the banking we're seeing increases basis points increases um in interest rates and and things like that i I do believe the fed will continue to work to get inflation under control um because they don't have a choice not because they're necessarily no i mean they need our economy to be you know, our, we need it to survive, right? right as a right, country, so. right? And yeah, you know, I don't necessarily have complete confidence in in you know them keeping us out of it, but I know they don't have a choice, and so I think we're going to continue to see some of that. It's important. I've talked to several of our builders uh, recently, and and even the builders that have been successful, you know, seen so much success through this process, recognize that hey, if we don't do something soon, um, it's going to get out of control. Sure. And so we're going to see some of that. Yeah, and and that actually, the, I, funny enough, that brings me right back around to one of the other questions I had, which was, you know, be, because because of inflation, I and interest rates going up, it it feels like economically you're going to have a slowdown on production of housing and things like that. I mean, do you think that's going to affect the growth that we've been seeing over the last two or three years uh, I, here yeah. in the surrounding area, anyways? So we still have the most affordable land. So I and, and people are still coming to Florida and and people are going to continue to come to Florida. So I think that in Okaloosa County, we're going to see that on a lesser scale than you see it everywhere else. What I do think it's going to do is get these housing prices under control, Okay, uh, which we need to do very much. So. We, we need to do. I mean, you know. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to chase that rabbit too far or get into micro or macroeconomics uh, too much on this on this show. But, but it's it's 
for us as a county to continue to be successful, we can't, our, our income rates cannot chase our housing rates. Uh, and so at the pace that they've been going. Right. Right. They, so they, yeah, there's just no way. Right. We're seeing subdivisions of houses be built and, and the house, the first house in the subdivisions, you know, sells. And then by the time you get to halfway through the subdivision, it's you know 20 or 30% more in less than, than a year that that's unsustainable. And so that, that will get under control. But I do think we'll continue to build. Um, we have the land. We have the ability to do it. So I think we'll see it just at a little bit slower and maybe a more sustainable pace. Okay. Um, I mean, that to me, that sounds about kind of like I'm not an economist by sure. any means. <laughs> you know? Right. Me but, um, but to me, that 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 sounds viable. And I, and I do just want to preface, when we're talking about this stuff, we're not just talking about in the city limits, right? No, because correct. I mean, while we are always happy to expand our city limits, Absolutely. <laughs> um, the surrounding area is important to us as well. Just like when we're working with sure. the county, when we're doing the planning and things like that. I mean, we, we are Crestview, but Crestview supports the surrounding area also. Uh, you know? Absolutely. So, that, so absolutely. that's, so when a lot of times I'll say our citizens, but a lot of times you'll hear me when things that I do or other things like that, I'll say our community because just because you live on the other side of a street in one yeah. spot, you might not have our water or garbage, but that doesn't mean you're not part of our community. Yeah. And 90% of the time you doing just as much as any regular citizen would be doing. That's right. So the way we look at it here and you know, this chance, but the way we look at it is we have a population of about 27,000. We serve over 40,000. Right. And so yesterday when I met with the TDC, I talked as much about what Baker has to offer um, them as I did what we have, maybe not as much, but I did talk about, we, we shared how we need to be complimenting each other, working right, together, exactly. how this is not a, um, you know, we, we really here in the, in the city, uh, go, in the staffing side of the city of Crestview, we really look at everything North of the river as our bigger picture investment. Sure. And that's what we're going to do. And I'm going to, I'm going to take care of our citizens and we're going to definitely do what we need to do inside the city limits. But if we're going to be successful, if a restaurant that we really need and want up here is going to be just outside the city, we're going to still do everything we can to get them here because, uh, you know, well, we all want to eat there. Right. We're going to benefit from it. As that's well. right. That's right. And so we, um, a, a, a good friend of mine who, who we lost, uh, unfortunately to COVID, he was a, a, a major staple in our community in Bill Tonin, yeah. um, the owner of Casbah and the Heights. Uh, he used to say all the time that a, a raising tide raises all boats and, and there's not a week that goes by that I don't quote that. I just did it here. Yeah. Um, but it, but it sticks within me. Um, and when I, when I first got here, he sat me down and he talked about all the different taxes he pays and all that and wanted to make sure that we looked at things from a regional perspective, you know, and, and to continue to honor Bill, we're going to do that. Uh, and we do it every day. So that kind of, that, that stuff is related to, uh, obviously another question that I have, um, which is within the city. Now I can't speak for the surrounding area, but sure. you know, when, when we were, we we're talking about inflation, we we're talking about things that we we're dealing with. You meant you brought up employees earlier as well. Um, so, you know, what, I assume there are some measures that we take fiscally, financially to make sure. sure that we're in a place where we're making smart decisions and, you know, we can deal with potentially what's to come. Yes. Yeah. So, so we look at, um, we have some great relationships with banks, uh, um, both it just in our engagement, uh, here in the community, how, how I interact with the leadership in banks and how we interact with the leadership in, in real estate companies and things like that. And so we, we didn't just now start thinking about inflation. Um, those things are conversations that I've been having, uh, for, little over a year. I think it's going to show that I think when we look back on it, we're all going to understand that we probably are have been in a recession and went into a recession sometime around April. 
um, somewhere in that neighborhood. And so even before that, we began to look at, I began to look at how are we spending money in the city and, and what do I need to do to ensure that we're not, you know, that we're protecting our reserves. Uh, just recently, we, we made some mid-year adjustments and did some things to help our employees to be able to um, you know, survive right. in this current economy. Well, in doing that, we made sure that the decisions we made did not touch reserve policies. Um, we, we're staying fully funded in our reserves. We didn't. We didn't touch um, with what could be an ongoing expense. We didn't touch anything that was a fixed cost. Uh, so, so we we definitely have been looking at it. Some of the things we're doing right now is we're we're looking at our spending. Uh, when it, when COVID started, we went into a spending freeze. I right. froze every all spending. Right now, what right, <laughs> right. what we're doing right now is it's it's kind of a tiered approach to it, and and we are prioritizing the things that we will spend money on. And so there's things that you use that we do every day that we need as a part of our, our ability to provide the level of service we provide, but they may not be something that has to happen in order to stay open, right? Or maybe I can catch it next year, or maybe we try to figure out a different way to do it. Um, right now, that's the phase we're in. Uh, as we continue to watch the market, we'll make the difficult decisions as they come up. Uh, but I really believe that we have, over the last three years, gotten ourselves in a good, strong fiscal position so that we're not, um, you know, we're not going to have to make drastic changes. We'll just kind of ride the wave. The disappointing part for me is we really were uh, aiming at reducing the taxes this year. Right. Our program was to do it. Uh, we had a five-year program. We're in year three, so I had two more years to get there. But I really believed that I was going to be able to do it this year. I still am trying to do that. Um, we want to. We may not hit the entire rollback rate, but we we definitely want to reduce our millage rate some, uh, and begin to bring that thing down as we are seeing the 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 growth that we've seen. Uh, you know, we, we saw a, a lot of growth. We saw properties come on the tax rolls that we would have, if, if the pace maintains in the development that we have approved, I was able to project looking into the next couple of years right. and say, hey, man, I'm going to be able to roll this thing back. Now there's some uncertainty there. Sure. You never want to find yourself in a position where you're having to raise, which we would not do. Right. You know, we're not going to raise taxes and we're certainly not going to raise them in a recession. And so I'm going to, what I, the other thing I don't want to do is I don't want to stop providing services in exchange for it. So we're going to find some happy medium. We're going to do what we can to help our citizens and, and, um, it, but also make sure that we stay fiscally responsible. Yeah. Well, I mean, staying fiscally responsible is serving our citizens and <laughs> right. it being in a good sound fiscal condition is actually what I was yeah. thinking, but yes, I agree. I mean, that's what you we're here for. I mean, that's so, you know, like obviously we're nowhere near that, but you know, part of what made me think of that question was I went back and thought about, um, you know, when Chicago went bankrupt, like yeah. how does the city, <laughs> the size of Chicago go bankrupt? And I think sometimes it's probably was poor fiscal planning, poor yeah. thinking ahead. Well, you that's know. right. Right. They put, uh, uh, we can, we could do a case study on Chicago. Yeah. I actually did that in college, but, but, but really what it comes down to, it's when sometimes in, in government, uh, one of the nice things about, and not just cause I happen to be a city manager, but one of the nice things about that form of government is that I'm not elected. And so I can provide good, sound, uh, you know, uh, advice to our council that that makes it so that hey, I, I'm the one making that tough decision to say hey, we're not going to serve this, sure, uh, provide this service, or hey, we're not going to purchase this piece of equipment or whatever it is. Right. Uh, and and that's hopefully what will keep us out of that kind of trouble. <laughs> we're we're in, yeah, we're in great shape right now for that. And most of you know the county's in great shape fiscally right now. Um, I know uh, some of our most of our surrounding cities are all everything in Okaloosa County. They're all at, all of our municipalities are in good, solid fiscal condition to to have to go weather this thing. Yeah, without having to to put any more burden on our citizens. I mean, I in and, and I I don't agree with you on that just because 
I'm supposed to agree with you. I mean, I really, I really right. feel that way when I look around at at our local I'm aware economy. That you and don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, that'd be a problem if I did, right? It's part that's of my right. job. No, no. no um, yeah. So, but but I, I look around at that and I say, you know, I know some people are probably like, I can't go to my favorite beach spot anymore in the summertime because there's, you know, there's a lot of tourists. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, um, but you know, you just have to remember that money comes back to us too. You know, it it, it yeah. does. It's it's hard to think about sometimes when you're aggravated with it. But you know, I mean, you spoke about going around with the TDD earlier, and or yesterday, I think it was yesterday, and yeah, I spoke with them some too. You know, while we were there, and I did, I mentioned the north end of the county as well. Sure. You know, outside of just just Crestview, you know, some of the ecotourism, other things like yeah. that, and yeah. it's um. Uh, I think that that um, there's opportunity for people to to spend a day, but not you know. Yeah, we're, one we don't of the want things, anyone spend an entire week because one of the things I shared with it. them uh, was that exact thing. Listen, we we were supportive and are supportive of the the bed tax expansion uh, because we because we were already feeling some of that burden. But as we look at how we're going to leverage those dollars up here, um, our first goal is to protect the character of the north end of the county. Right, exactly. And then, you know, we're going to do that. And then as we do that, we'll look for ways to to create some economic opportunity for our businesses and small businesses. Um, but first, we're going to stay Crestview. We're going yeah. to stay We're going to stay the north end. We're not going to turn, you know, a baker into a Destin. No. That's, that's never been the goal. Right. Um, and it's people like us uh, that are here to help the people that are on that council understand that that's our goal. Right. That's and why we have representation there. We that's have a city right. council member that's part of that that's board. Right. And Councilman Caps is on there. He's very active about it. Um, good representation for us on that board. So say, hey, you know, we, we, we want to do these things, but we want to do them smart. Okay. We don't want to infect, uh, impact our um, environment for sure yeah. or, or even just the, our ability to, to live our lives the way we live them. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I think that that, I mean, I, I'm, let me, let me check here. Yeah. I think you pretty much hit most of all the, uh, the oh, I did have one. I mean, we kind of touched on it when I asked about Chicago. I, I sure. you know, we, we don't have a very much time left, I, but you know, it was just, I was just kind of curious, um, you know, things like this, does it affect a small city as much as it does a larger city? Um, right. But I think you kind of answered some of that as yeah. you as we went through this. Yeah, the answer to that is going to be no. Uh, specifically, the way we do business um, it will be no. Um, disposable income, a reduction in disposable uh, cash in your wallet affects small business right? Um, or big business in, in general. But less even still, I think, in this area, we saw it during COVID. Uh, we saw we did see some businesses that did not survive it, but our small businesses that made any attempt to survive it are all still here today. Yeah, and so uh, we we are equipped to do it, and we're here to help through that process. I mean, sometimes you got to change regulation to make it work when times are hard. We're here to do that, um, and, and we'll continue to work together. Uh, we still have some vacant buildings and things like that we want to get filled, and so we're 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 gonna we're gonna stay after it and keep keep an eye out. But well, I am. As as confident today as I was, you know, two years ago, that the future for for Crestview and for the north end of the county is bright. Yeah, um, and I can't wait to see you know how things work out over the next couple of years. I'm excited. Awesome. So so yeah, we'll uh, we'll basically end it there on a super positive, happy note. I'm good with that. Uh, just a quick reminder, always, you know, I'm going to say it because I'm going to say it every single episode. Your local government affects you more on a daily basis than the federal or state or even the county. Sometimes government does, although I count county and local government. So if you're within the city, make sure you're paying attention to what we're doing. If you don't like what we're doing, we want to hear from you. Absolutely. Come to the council meetings, you know, 
send me an email, PIO at cityofcrestview.org. Let us know. If you like what we're doing, please come and let us know. You know, let, we're either way, right? We're here to serve. We're, we're civil servants. That's literally our titles, and we are proud to be those things. And, um, you know, I don't know that I could do this in the public se- or private sector. Excuse me. I, I, pref- I like this. I love what I do. And it's not just because I'm from Crestview, but that's a huge part of it. And so, you know, again, thank you to any citizen that takes the time to listen and engage with us. Thank you to WAZ, WJSB for getting these out for us on Saturday mornings. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, I think that's it on this one. Uh, sir, thank you so much for taking the time yep. to talk to us Any, about this stuff. Anytime. All righty. And uh, thanks, Crestview. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.